Good oh, yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Oh, it's for the good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. <laughs> it is a good day, night, evening, sunrise, sunset, somewhere. Of course. Always. Because we get to be online and hang out with all the wonderful people on the internet. That are we on the you. internet? I hello out there, lost. internet. Hello. Hello, people. How are you today? Tonight. From Australia to Japan. Uh, Nova Every. Scotia to Brazil. Azeroth and Barovia. Somebody asked the question, Scoob. I know. I was getting ready to, but you were on this roll about where are we at. You know, I was thinking, I was flashback into the first podcast I ever guested on where it was like, that was like the opening uh, bit was the whole, okay, we are here, 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 and here. All these point, random point, places. Point, point. But uh, yeah, the beard. Um, I have a face again. Yeah, we found out that he has this opening in his face called a mouth. That you yeah. put things in. You can see me smile. <laughs> All right, feeling good. <laughs> oh, but no, I was um, sitting there and it's like, I was realizing there was like bitching patches and stuff in there. So it was just like, hmm. I just trim it. At first, I was trimming it off my lips so I wouldn't keep eating it every time yeah. I ate and whatever. And then, just, oh, yeah. you know, decided to trim the sides down and clean it up. You know, even got, even got the neck area a little bit. It's so nice and clean, so that's always a good thing. Oh yeah, so fresh and so clean. Oh, and there's that raid and the host. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, yep. I will hydrate right now. Hydrating. Okay, I will too. I will hydrate with the uh, drink that was uh, re I recently found out, and this is an interesting little tidbit. Mountain Dew was originally created to be a chaser for whiskey. Hmm. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, whatever makes it smooth and better. You know, everybody has a term that fits in that word better. So if that makes it better, thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Raid. Welcome, Welcome Raiders. Everyone. Welcome, Rome Smith. You guys are awesome and amazing. Yep, no, Mountain Dew for the win. win. Always. Hey, you know, it tastes good and you can hide things. Yeah, so. Well, I mean, think about it. Mountain Dew is actually like a um, reference to Moonshine as well so and then it was also created and bottled to be a chaser for whiskey didn't know it was one of those things i saw a random fact on facebook and i was random like random fact mm. it's always interesting when you find those random facts and one thing is is that being moonshine is good apple pie moonshine is deadly great so totally totally so i saw this and i was like hmm all right so then it was like all right well let me verify this and it was smithsonian site and whatnot verified it so i was like oh wow didn't know this is like my this is like a gamer's drink of choice hey gotta i gotta stick with the in crowd if the gamers <laughs> go that's where i go shine away i love that Keith. i love that i that that is awesome it's like behind the beard behind the beard <laughs> See now, now it's gonna be hard if I'm like grinning and smiling as a dungeon master. It's like, oh crap! It's like, Hi guys, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Lightning bolt, he 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 he. Oh man! All right. Well, <laughs> yes. Thank you. It's nice to. I feel a little. I actually, you know, I tweeted uh, about this earlier, and I said I decided uh, I to dress up. I decided to dress up for Halloween early. I went pre-COVID or pre-pandemic. Pre that is the pre-pandemic. <laughs> We're doing Hollywood early now. The pre-stuff. Thank pre. you for all the gifted subs. Awesome. 
We are moving on up in the world. Love those gifts. Love that support. Because, you know. on up for you people. So many things. So many things. We just got to go through that activity feed now. Let's roll tide. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. All that stuff. So what's going on? What's good? What's gravy, oh. people? What's gravy? A lot of things. <laughs> Secrets revealed. <laughs> <laughs> away from your subscriber goal subscriber goal there it is yep oh wow well, i passed my subscriber goal subscriber i gotta change goal. that goal now yeah it was 75 now it's whatever five. Oh yeah <laughs> so we broke our goal which i appreciate all every Thank one of you, you out there in the community uh incoming yep gotta love those hype trains gotta love all that support you guys are amazing and i mean wow this is just so cool yeah, I should have trimmed up a little either. All right, let's see. Quillith for gifted subs. Sakura for gifted subs. Uh, Justfall for the bits. Why? Okay. Um, Realm Smith for the raid. 55 people coming in. Hope you guys will stick around. This is, of course, Scuba and the Rye. I am, of course, Scuba, a.k.a. Steve, a.k.a. a Smith Guardian with Realm Smith and the, one of the community dungeon masters. Lots of fun. Lots of things to do. I spend a lot of my time on Discord or in the interwebs doing various things, uh, whether I stream games or we do this wonderful show. Uh, of course, tonight, Scuba and the Rye. Saturdays, we have two D&D &D shows. We do a Twilight's Gleaming, which is myself and the mo and several uh, friends that are mo also moderators. Uh, we do a continuation of a game I st we did for a charity one-shot back in August. Uh, and Saturday night, of course, we have Challenge Accepted, which is a, another community-based game. Uh, it's a group that is goes off to take an assignment, and they go through a season trying to complete that assignment. Currently, they are doing... Uh, both of these games right now are currently using material that is originally published for AD&D back in the early 90s. Uh, Challenge Accepted is currently doing a mission um, where it was originally part of the original Ravenloft campaign setting for second edition D&D. Um, Twilight Gleaming, of course, is based off of a module that was published in Dungeon Magazine, uh, issue number 35. Um, also, Sunday mornings, I do a show called Sunday with Scoob, where we drink coffee, play video games, and hang out and potentially get into deep diving some of my various uh, sessions that I do. So uh, hopefully you guys are here, still here, sticking around consider a follow and whatnot uh you could definitely find me on the discords if you just shout out at me in any of the various places and of um with that i want to give a shout out to my moderators uh you guys are awesome for hanging out in here um friends and colleagues and trusted advisors whenever i do to keep me from going completely off the rails <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep scoop focus yep keep me focused that works um and of course Shout out to my co-host, Rai, who takes his, spends his time once a week coming over here. And in between that, sends me a bunch of random articles, which we use in a segment called uh, Odds and Ends. I try to diversify it every now and then. You know, going off the rails isn't so bad. I mean, yeah. it, it's like every, It's like when you've heard me talk about being Dungeon Master and whatnot. Whatever plan you make for the session is great until the players start rolling dice. At that point, contact has been made, and all your plans go out the window, and all you can do is go along for the ride. You never know until you know, and then when you know, you wish you didn't. Yep. 
I got a couple of th cool things for odds and ends. We may get into some random stuff. I've got a news article that we're going to discuss. Uh, it's kind of relevant to the world we live in today. Um, but before that, our first segment is what's our announcements, shout outs, thank yous. Shout outs. And I uh, did a shout out to the community. Uh, thank you for all the follows, the subs, the bits, all of those things. If you follow us on uh, YouTube, uh, Scuba Studio on YouTube, you get to see all of our past episodes of game stuff. We even do TV reviews on occasional shows. Uh, we did uh, Mandalorian Season 1 and The Witcher Season 1. And since Mandalorian Season 2 is about to drop, Garen bloody tea it that we're going to do more of those reviews because that was an awesome show and we had a lot of fun uh, talking about it. Yes, that was a fun time. Um, also, a shout out to Sirenscape for the background music and soundboards. This is actually a custom soundboard that I put together for this podcast. We're kind of doing the hangout in the uh, over there off the off the water side and whatnot. Uh, go check out sirenscape.com. They have all kinds of various soundboards and sound sets to make your D&D and tabletop experience more immersive and exciting. Uh, one of the recent ones they released was Rhyme of the Frost main sound sets, which are amazing. But we're getting into Halloween, so there is a Call of Cthulhu sound set, so you got to give a shout out for that one. Um, as well as sci-fi and fantasy, so all kinds of stuff. Go check it out, sirenscape.com. Shout out, of course, to Realmsmith because you know, gotta give the gotta give love for them. And if you if you don't already know about them, which I know a lot of people do, but just in case you're someone who did not come in with that raid or not been following me from that community, Monday nights they do a show called Into the Mist, which is uh just wrapped up their 13th episode for the season. It is a wild, wild ride. It's a Curse of Strahd campaign, DM by Jason Acevedo over there with Realmsmith. Go check that out Monday nights on Realmsmith's uh, Twitch channel. Um, of course, I got some other fun stuff, too. So, you know, we're going to kind of keep going from there. Um, Brian, do you have any shout outs you want to make? Um, shout out to the community, because if it wasn't for y'all, it wouldn't happen. And always thank you to y'all to come and showing up, listen to us, jibber jabber and nerd out over here. So. Gotta love it. Yep. Let us nerd out and have some fun. Uh, as you can see, kind of rotating over here. There, we have a merch store. You can buy t-shirts from our Twilight's Gleaming as well as uh, the standard logo, uh, coffee cups and stickers and mouse pads, even the big honking three-foot gaming mouse pads, which are amazing. I'd lift mine up, but it's kind of covered in stuff, so I don't want to make a mess. <laughs> so with that, uh, first rolling into our, fir our first bit, which is our what's up, what we've been up to for the last week, kind of random stories and life and whatnot, because, you know, in this pandemic world, we have to connect with people, and this is a way we can connect with you, let you kind of live, be in our lives vicariously, or something that effect. In that effect of some yeah, kind. something. Something working. So, Roy, what you been up to, my man? Uh, what have I been up to? Um, just heaviness on work load when it comes to training. I'm training this week, so my mind's will be spinning through the odds and ends of that world. Uh, no pun intended. Um... And also, we're starting to ramp up some interesting material in my class in grad school. Uh, we read, uh, we had tasks to read a play and then watch the play and, and do a, a deep dive on critical, uh, a critical thinking tank on it in our um, homework assignment. So it'll be interesting to talk about it when we come into class on Thursday. Uh, other than that, just been um, reading up um, a new book, uh, 
a Robin Williams biography. It's called Robin. Um, I've gotten through the first hundred pages, and it's very interesting to hear how he got his start in the comedy world. So, um, and other than that, just a bit of writing on the side. I did start another twenty for twenty on video games. I have gotten four games up. What other? What are those four? Let's let's okay. let's go with that. What's, right. what, what was number one? Uh, number one, the start off the list was Tetris. Now, why why Tetris? Uh, Tetris. The reason um, I decided to use this as the starting point on the list is because it was the first video game that I ever was given the, on the original Game Boy. So that's why that impacted because it was my first ever video game. Uh, number two was Sonic Two. Um, for the sake of Genesis and why that's on the list is because it opened me to a world of color and dynamics and actually introduced me to console gaming. Uh, the next on the list is Metal Gear Solid. Um, it was the first third person shooter action game that I played and it was another one of those like eye-opening experiences like whoa a game could be this detailed and dramatic. Oh, especially awesome. especially the first Metal Gear Solid because we're talking old school oh yeah i i played that game so much i unlocked everything in that game i don't know how many times i played through that game and number four which i just wrote and post today is lord of rings online and the reason that one is impactful is just because of the friendships i developed from that game uh playing that game for about eight years and even beyond the game the group that ran in the guild which was called flames of anor um we are still close friends to this day that's awesome. See that that's the that's the beauty of like the MMR MMORPGs, especially back in the day, is the before some of the communities just got so toxic or or whatnot. They, yeah. There were you you actually really built great friendships and whatnot. Yeah. Um, there was a comment in there about where people are from uh, to let you guys know if you're not aware. Uh, Ryan and I are based out of Hampton Roads in Virginia in the U.S. So. Uh, Shout, it'd be nice to know where everybody else is from. I know a few. I know a few people. There's various states, east, west, uh, and beyond. So, yep. So, yep. I uh, totally agree on that, Shadow Main. Some communities definitely got better. There are a few that are still pretty toxic, but oh, yeah. I think that's just because they're overly competitive. Oh yeah. So uh, when uh, and the next Tuesday rolls around, I'll streamline through the list. And when that happens, it's going to be an interesting batch of games, mix and I'm match sure. of games. Um, I will hint, give you a hint for what I'll post tomorrow. It involves fantasy. Mm. Antarctica. Whoa. <laughs> hey, now you gotta, you have to, you have to send me a picture. I need to get autographed by those penguins. I, I'd be happy to. I'd, it'd be nice to get a safe picture of a leopard seal because you know Hawaii, those things are kind of cool. Cali, NC, Austin. Welcome, yeah, Aloha, welcome yep. Austin. Uh, Johnson City, Tennessee. Been to a lot of those places. Been to a lot of those places. State New York. Yep. <laughs> New York is. Uh, it's getting to be winter time, so all that snow starting to roll in. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> So, and if you want to see that 20 for 20, I do post it on my book of face. So once a day. Yep. All right. Anything else you've been up to? Other than that, uh, <laughs> not really too much. I usually try to, I haven't played that many games. I play Kenshin Impact. That's it. So um, I'll get that out of the right way. There's nothing for me on the gaming front. Only thing is that uh, Scuba thought it would be a good idea to put up a poll for something. 
involving games with me. <laughs> um, because we were talking before the show that I realized when I was looking at release dates for games, Watch Dog Legions comes out next week. The week, the week after that, the new console start to drop. I'm in a dilemma. So mm. Scuba decided, hey, let's create a poll with the community to see what I should do with the new consoles. I Actually, to be fair, I said we could talk about it. But if we want to do a poll, we could totally do that because I like having the interaction. I mean, yeah. I, I like the I like, you know, it feels like we're connecting as if we're all at the table, all in a room, just kind of, you know, shooting the breeze, having a good time. So we'll so. say uh, you want to save the poll for the gaming section. Uh, yeah. Okay. Give me a little bit of time to try and get that up, or uh, Shad, if you're if you're able to hop in and pop one together, that'd be great. Uh, the poll is going to be: Should he wait to get a new console and then get the new games, or since we know the new games are coming out for the current gen consoles and will allow you to trade up, so to speak, for the next gen consoles, should he just worry about getting the new games now? That'll be the poll. We'll so if you want, whenever you, if you can get to it, and want to throw it up, that'd be awesome. If not, I will try and put it up while we're doing state of game because I have a special thing for state of game today. <laughs> and uh, just to let y'all know, whenever a new console rolls in to the gaming world, I have a customary six month waiting, but I'm just enticed. I'm really, really enticed. That's it's all. fair. I mean, this is a lot of stuff that's been dropped this whole yeah. time. We're talking about this. Plus, we know with the pandemic, console gaming is probably at its highest. Uh, just to, yeah, actually, probably just gaming in general is at its highest it's been, as well as everybody being streaming Why and whatnot. Six month wait. It's just something I I I just that that's what I call the fine line. Well, yeah. Think about it in tech terms. Think about it as like with software launch models have to get patched because yes. regardless of your troubleshooting or regardless of how stable you make a software package the minute you release it to the wild all of a sudden users are going to get get their hands on it and once users get their hand on it as any software developer will tell you once the users touch it you find things that you didn't even conceive would be problems so they've got a patch if you typically wait six months for a new piece of tech out you get some through some of those initial software patches Oh yeah, but I have, I have never purchased a, a, a new console at launch. I will say the Switch is the exception because it's like a hybrid. It is, but still, it's yeah. a new piece of tech. Sometimes launch models, software updates, yeah. all of those things. You never really know what's yeah. going to go on. Block 89, welcome back, my man. Welcome, thanks. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're doing great. Hanging out, having fun, talking games and consoles and all those wonderful things. Um, I guess uh, it's my turn to talk about what I've been up to. What have you been up to? Well, Mr. I've been trying Silver. to get organized for a while. <laughs> organized? I don't understand this term. What is that? <laughs> See, I have this whiteboard here with a whole list of things I'm trying to get done. So I'm trying to work through that. I'm trying to work on building out my my Trello boards and because trying to kind of work through and get all the the the, the dots and the eyes and, and and the t's and all of that stuff so i could get caught up on some things so i can get those those things out um i wasn't feeling very good over the weekend uh i think uh to let you all know i've always struggled with with uh, sinus and sinus issues and ear infections uh for some reason i guess uh my winnings on the genetic lottery 
I have a lot of issues uh, with uh, ear and sinus, uh, so much so that my if you were so if you were a doctor and used a little uh, light thing to look in my ear, you'd find it very fascinating. I actually have had doctors bring in trainees to take a look at all the scar tissue in my ear. I actually had my had had my left eardrum replaced while I was active duty. That's an interesting experience. Let me tell you. That does sound interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got a little scar tissue over that. So I've always had issues with that. Anyways, with all of the stuff I've been doing the last few weeks, uh, with all the community sessions, plus my own sessions, a lot of time on Zoom calls, a lot of times recording and listening and all these other things, I have a feeling that I, uh, to putting earbuds in my ear so much has caused things to get aggravated. So I actually started to have an earache and that translated to sinus issues. And it's just ended up not feeling very well. And I'm not a big fan of over-the-counter pharmaceuticals. I've spent years taking them for various things. There was actually a point early, uh, early, early aughts when I was not feeling well and active duty. So what I would do is every hour I would pop an 800 milligram Motrin to try and feel better. Turns out I had a severe case of the flu. I thought I could self-medicate, which obviously that never works out well. <laughs> and ended up using the, Mo the Motrin ended up chewing through part of my stomach lining. And that was clearly not fun. So since then, I've always been very hesitant on taking over-the-counter pharmaceuticals for anything that... I'm, I'm not feeling well. It's just, it does not do well for me. I don't like it. And it, it makes me concerned because if I get too dependent on it, then, you know, it kind of sucks. Ooh, bronchitis for two weeks. Oof. I feel for you. That sucks. Any kind of upper respiratory issue. Yeah. Um, so had that. So I, 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 muscled through my Saturday morning uh, game session, but unfortunately I just really wasn't feeling good because with that, sometimes voice issues because spending a lot of time talking and whatnot. So, you know, sometimes you need to rest. Sometimes you just need to take some time to rest. And that's what I did. Well, while I was resting, I'd figured I'd try to get caught up on some of my stuff. So trying to get more organized. I love digital applications for doing things like uh, Trillo and all these other things, but my problem is sometimes I get a little too lost in all the bells and whistles mm -hmm. and end up overcomplicating the process. So I decided to take a step back. Uh, I was watching a recent video from uh, Sam Sam Woodall, who's uh, affiliated with Alpha Gaming and Harris Heller, and he did one where he was planning out his YouTube videos. And he had a bit where he talked about Trillo. Well, I had went back to rewatch it, grabbed how he did Part of this trillo setup that I could see and use that as a basis. So now I'm trying to build that out. And obviously, if you were watching behind the screen recently with Realm Smith, it was, hey, Jason, how do you use Trillo to manage your games? Because I gotta be honest with you, I could keep a lot up here for, for keeping track of my games, but if I want to really get into serious planning, I need a little more help to kind of work those guidelines. And considering for those of you who don't know. I run two games on Saturday. I run games every other Sunday, and I run games once a month on Sunday. All for various friends. The ones I uh, and I run games every other Friday, roughly. So that's two, five games, right now on the on on the schedule every month, or uh, almost sometimes every week. <laughs> There are, there are weeks where I, I average four games a week. And yeah, you that's, get in a lot of games. I do a lot. Well, I love doing it. Yeah. And I want, and I love the 
look on my players' faces. I love the experience of telling stories. I love collaborative storytelling that's with D&D. And since I got laid off and this has become my world, this is where it's like doing the dungeon, doing the D&D stuff, doing professional dungeon mastering, for lack of a better phrase, is kind of the thing I'm hoping I can make a career. So shifting from a, a technology uh based uh profession i have a my bachelor's in business administration and te information technology 10 years doing tech tech support and troubleshooting and then getting into configuration management so i understand technology i'm a, a carpenter i love building and doing things now it's like let's shift and the pandemic is a great opportunity to shift into a new career front yeah that's what a lot of people have been doing um so it is a good way to revive the scoob in a new light yeah so and glock i'm sure you can attest because you got that you got that thing you run for your for your kids at your school that is really awesome and amazing um so all of that stuff so i was trying to get all organized on all that on top of that i had a new stove installed um oh yeah i remember that story yeah so don't know if you're not sure a couple weeks ago actually a, a little over a week ago Actually, it was a week ago, roughly. A week ago, we had some power surges because some squirrels had chewed through one of the power lines to the house, and my my stove got fried through one of the surges, as well as like eight surge protectors, but that's a different thing. So my dad was nice enough to help me out, and with uh, getting a new stove, um, I had that delivered and installed on Sunday. My wife is ecstatic, <laughs> so she's all about this new stove. Oh. Probably the coolest feature for the new stove is it's got a built-in air fryer uh, option, so going to be testing that out. Uh, I, 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 as a foodie, I, I knew you would appreciate I, it. Well, you know, my my girlfriend Angelica bought me an air fryer for Christmas a couple years back, so I love the air fryer. It is the greatest invention since sliced bread, and you're going to love it just as much I as I do. Wait. I can't you wait. You can cook everything in the air fryer. Oh, oh, oh. Well, especially because this is an oven setting. It's instead of a little device me, that's like yay big. Look, look, this this is cooking. this is just open the right, oven. Guys, I'm just gonna start cooking some fries. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I get to try that out. She's super excited about trying that out. So should be lots of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, you're gonna have a lot of fun, and it's. Uh, uh, give and take healthier to cook stuff in the air fryer. That's true. Very true. Very true. Um, so with that, uh, I again, probably just announced, it looks like I got another community session coming up next uh, Thursday on the 29th, uh, right before all the Halloween shenanigans. So loads of fun there. We will see what happens. <laughs> uh, so we're, uh, uh, Chelly's expecting some treats from that air fryer next week. Rise recipes. Well, uh, I, uh, what's interesting about that, Shelly, is I do have some uh, unique blends of seasoning and spices. I have my He's own. not a bad cook. Ever since, uh, ever since years ago when he decided to get off the fast food kick, because you we used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch UFC fights all the time on whenever they had those, because you know that's a great place to go. So we'd sit there with the fried pickles and 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 just eat wings and whatever. And then once he started getting healthier. And whatnot, he stopped doing the restaurant thing. I haven't quite gotten there yet. I'm getting close. 
for some reason I feel vital revitalized now that I ha I don't look so cavemanish. I guess. Would you guys consider B dubs to be fast food? That is an interesting question. Um, something that would be a good deep dive conversation on what is fast food because people, when they think of fast food, they think of you know people have a wide thought process on fast food. Um, me personally, I would consider well, B does any place that's like a like a like a sports bar and grill kind of place. I don't consider fast food because it's designed for a specific thing. Um, I would say that if it has a drive-through, it's fast food. That's a better explanation. See, got the winning argument right there. <laughs> Does it have a drive-through? Yes, it's probably fast food. Uh, sorry, Jason Stelly, you're fast food. You have a drive-through. <laughs> Even though if that's awesome that they do have a drive-through, but you know, sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's literally what it is. You don't you don't go in, you don't sit down, you don't order from a menu, you, d you don't have a menu in your hands, reading through. You don't have a waitress or hostess or someone like that to talk to. Then it's if you can or if you can just drive around the building, go to go to a window, give them your card, give them your money, and they give you bags of food. And you drive off, then that's probably that's to me that's fast food. Yeah. And to me, you can tell the quality of the food. I've gotten to the point now that I would prefer to go into a sit-down restaurant, and I would actually prefer to go into a small local dive as opposed to a big national international chain if I have the option opportunity to do it. This is so weird. I can actually see my face. It's not covered in the beard. It's so freaky. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on, people. Moving on. Uh, so, got our what's up. Got our what we've been up to. Um, next up, we're going to talk about reviews, because that's one of the primary things for this show, is to give Rye a platform to talk about his various reviews. So, let's move into the movie reviews. Let's do it. Yeah. I've never seen a B-dubs with a drive through but I would use it constantly if it did. <laughs> I thought you stopped eating at B-dubs. No, I always eat at B-dubs. But the thing is, I go local, so I go to Dirty Buffalo. So mm, That's true. Alrighty, and of course, you know we're running our, some of our Halloween themes, because next week is Halloween, so we're going to have fun there. But uh, we got a couple of reviews for you this week. Um, first one is Digimon Adventure. Uh, I guess this is the last one in the Digimon series, which... I kind of remember when this started yes 20 plus years ago they actually just uh, a quick uh, random fact they did uh, do a reboot of the original series they call it digimon adventures 2020 so it's simulcast right now on crunchyroll and funimation so check ah. it out there anime fans well rye tell us about this latest feature length installment of digimon all right, Digimon Adventures, Last Evolution Kazuna, and as Scuba mentioned, this is considered the last leg, the last hurrah for the original Digidestin. So what this film focuses on, it focuses on the main group of the Digidestin, um, mainly focused on Matt and Ty, the de facto leaders of that group. And they are college students and they're in the last year of college so not only are they still out there fighting the good fight uh with the digimon against the evils of the digiworld they are also trying to find their place in society as they are will be embarking on that adult adventure on trying to find a job and all that stuff so there is a twofold approach to this film because it they are just there are dueling identities they're trying to live an adult personal life but also trying to stay 
um, those leaders as they have been all their lives in the digital world. And what happens is two terrible things happen. One, an, an evil entity starts to wreak havoc on both the real and the digital world, but at the same time, they hit a crossroads because they l come to learn. All the Digidestins, specifically Ty and Matt, they learn that um, eventually their relationships will end with their Digimon. And for Ty and Matt specifically, this is considered their last hurrah, their last mission with their partners. So not only do they have to worry about trying to save the world again, but at the same time, they risk losing that relationship bond with their Digimon. So there's a lot of emotions that's riding on this movie. And just uh, just to take a backdrop from a fan's perspective, anybody that has been following the, the, the Digimon series has watched... Um, this group of cast of characters grow along the way and the one thing that speaks to the medium of anime unlike a lot of other animation is that when it comes to anime characters actually progress they grow they mature they actually learn lessons and at the heart of this film is that they are learning the lessons of adulthood relationships and uh, it's kind of pseudo coming of age because it's it's more of an adult coming of age because they are trying to find their purpose in this world but also it comes at the expense of their relationship with their Digimon so th there's a very heart and human kind of emotional uh, overture that happens while being placed along that typical good versus evil you know you have to come together to defeat the evil a villain that is trying to you know typically take over the world but there's a slight twist in it and I'm not going to spoil that twist because it actually plays into that idea of how important is your personal relationship with someone at the expense of others and that's what makes this movie more than the cartoon it makes it puts an appreciation to not only the fans that have been following the series for 20 plus years but also does it in a way where it can bring in just people new and if this is the only film they watch they will get a full star from beginning middle to end because of that that relationship even if it's with um a digital character you know a digimon in this retrospect so once it gets into the final act of the film um you know it's the typical they fight they come find a reflection have an epiphany but it's an it's an anime twist to the typical hero's t tale when it comes to you know comic book or anime kind of uh experience so overall the journey is a very pleasant surprise especially for fans of this series but also it's a very human uh human driven story about relationships and when that relationship has to end so interesting your thoughts, so um digimon was like the one of those things that came out as a competitor for like pokemon so yeah. but i kind of like the digimon stuff a little bit more in the early stuff but i think this is really cool that we're talking about a story that when we first meet these guys they're like 10 year old kids 10 or 15 10 or 12 year old kids and the anime instead of locking them in that age like a certain other protagonists in that other show um this one they actually allowed the characters to grow up yes they do so what would you call it what what's the rating on this one overall um it's a very fun enjoyable experience definitely uh, I, I sound like a broken record for fans of the series they will get true closure with this movie it's both emotional and heartfelt 
and even with the the typical anime tropes and the typical kind of good versus bad it does create some predictability but it never takes away from that human relationship factor so four out of five full price it would be worth seeing the theaters but it is available on blu-ray so check it out people all right good night sakura enjoy work tomorrow be sure to catch this on the vod here on twitch later good night hope you check out the review Yes, go check out the review at ryereviews.com. There's a link posted in the chat if you want to check that out. And so review number two. Two. There's two reviews here to you, people. This is a new show that came out on Netflix. New film, original film. Um, Trial of the Chicago 7. Now, I have not seen this yet, but my wife was watching this yesterday. She actually came through here like she normally does to step out back. And she was like, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? This is real. No, haven't had time to check it out yet. And lo and behold, Rise got a review for us, so <laughs> take it away. All right, Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, it is a uh, film based on a true story, and it focuses on the 19, um, 1969 uh, case that follows uh, a group of seven plus one individuals that... Uh, supposedly instigate a riot between protesters and police during the 1968 Democratic National Convention. So the story takes place at the court. Um, the court drama takes place after the election of Richard Nixon. Uh, Richard Nixon, I apologize. Um, and his he tasks his attorney general to take up this case and try to um, charge these eight individuals with instigating the riots during the convention. Um, the writer and director of this film is one of my favorite writers, Aaron Sorkin. And if you don't know who Aaron Sorkin is, he uh, did the, uh, the Social Network. He wrote The Social Network, did a very underrated um, uh, movie called Molly's Game, and also did the, the script for the biopic for Steve Jobs and Moneyball and a couple other ones. So he's been around the block, um, not to mention The West Wing. So I know that would strike a chord for a lot of people in the 90s. And the reason I bring up the West Wing is because you can feel his uh, passion of court dramas in this because he takes uh, the court drama and actually uh, fleshes it in with a very masterful wit and charm with character progression and dialogue and interaction with the exposition with just a typical court uh, drama outline. And he does the back and forth what you would find in a court but he does it in a very smart and elegant way where it highlights all the different um actors that play these specific roles very important roles because they're very important characters not only during this uh tide um that is a conflict because of the vietnam war the civil rights and all that stuff but it also pinpoints um how he relates those topics to what's happening today but he doesn't do it th in a way where he's beating it around your whore, uh, beating you over the head he does it through conversation he does it with smart and subtle interactions and he does it with the strength of the the actors in this film and this is a who's who's list of actors in this film uh yeah um just well, to just, name just just well, before you start naming names okay. for those of you who can see just looking across this list because i had if i were to try to scale this picture up i'd be cutting names off and uh yeah, and yeah. That's not even the full list <laughs> which no. makes it even crazy to speak and 
the epitome of the strength of a film is always in the characters and in the writing and how you intertwine in that and with the strength of the cast like uh, just to name some Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jeremy Strong, Mark Rylance and Joseph Gordon-Levitt that's just the tip of the iceberg in this film and there's a lot of others and what it is he puts the dialogue in their acting ability, meshes in the personality of the characters that they are representing, and just creates this um, courtroom drama that is a very full of spectrum of colorful delight. So he is able to dance the line of realism of the real events that happen with this court um, this court case, but also spin it in a way where it's a spectacle of an, um, entertainment. So he's able to give a little bit of embellishment maybe a little bit too much at points but enough to where the movie magic doesn't override the topic and the topic doesn't override the entertainment and that's just an a testament to Aaron Sorkin's writing skill he can write characters and he writes it strong this film it sounds like this is pretty good what are we going to give this one overall um this makes you want to sit in a courtroom and just watch a court case because he makes it such strong in prime time it makes you feel the relevancy of top you know issues that were you know many years ago to today uh in a very ironic way and this is probably one of my favorite films of the year i've seen so far uh 4.5 out of 5. it's Ooh. an award-worthy kind of film and i would guarantee this would be up for several academy awards next year when they release it that's right, because they did open that up to uh, streaming films yeah. versus their traditional thing where a film had to be in a theater for a yeah. certain amount of time. So hopefully that means we get some good stuff to look at. Uh, Alrighty. Yeah. This might show up on my top 10 in the year. Who knows? Mm. Giggity giggity. You should definitely check it out because I know you, Scoop, and you like good writing. And if you've seen any of Aaron Sorkin's films, the ones I mentioned, or West Wing, you'll have an idea of what to expect. Fair enough. And with that, we will move into our next segment, which is State of Game. Yeah, yeah. So a little flash, a little bing. Boom. Chocolate. So State of Game, the point where we talk about the various games we were playing, uh, game news, things of that nature, whether they be tabletop, video game, or just cool things we hear around the internet. This today, I've got something special. But before I get to that, uh, first thing we're going to do is we're going to um, put up that poll. Shad, uh, I believe we have it ready, so we'll put the poll up. The poll is basically, should Rye get a new console now as well as the new games? Or should he wait and get the new console in six months? When Even though, because he can still get the games, it's just he'll be able to upscale them to the new console later. So the poll is up feel free to vote and when those when the when it's done we'll uh, talk about the results and i guess we'll see if rye takes our advice under consideration oh yeah but state of game for me it's just um all day every day genshin impact but there's a but that 1.1 patch drop for ghost of tsushima oh yes and that looks sick if you know what that 1.1 patch has people it has a game plus mode so I could go back through the games with all the stuff I've unlocked, not to mention the co-op. And the co-op is not just no typical co-op. They have story missions, uh, pair missions, and raid style missions where you can uh, pick between four different characters and work through certain sessions. And they also have a separate story mode with the co-op. So guess what I'll be doing once I start to figure this out. 
be rolling through that DLC. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's all I have on the game. Other than that, I'm. Once I saw that Watch Dogs was dropping next week, I found a window of a game to get me from now until Cyberpunk. So. I'm actually been debating Cyberpunk now recently, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to really dive into any games because, like I said, I wasn't feeling very well, kind of burned out slightly and a little kind of disorganized. So getting that back on there. Why am I debating it? Well, it's like $60. So. <laughs> you know, money, money does factor in when you're adulting. Well, then again, wait a minute. Well, see... I, uh, looking at the source, this is Shadow Mains. It's like, hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, well, they, yeah. If I, I forgot do that. Who that we means were at. that means I have more more opportunity for content. Even though I do, I I just got started on BG three. But if I got Cyberpunk, that'd yeah. be more content. More content would be good. Um, you know, <laughs> it's a sixty dollar game. I can I can I we can split it. You know, I can say here's thirty to help you along the way. Say uh, early Christmas <laughs> gift. 30 bucks i mean looking at the source my man <laughs> see i see i'm not like you i'd see i'm still trying to find my i find a good game voice other than the D, &D stuff if i wanted to get into video games <laughs> so i look up to you and i look up to your advice <laughs> oh wow yep <laughs> Yep, Monster Hunter is your blood and your passion, and I will probably get the next Monster Hunter game just because I do enjoy it. I'm just a little behind the curve, so I can't jump into, <laughs> can't do too much. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't buy as many games as much anymore. Plus, Xbox Game Pass kind of keeps me from doing that, but every once in a while, I'll, I get maybe one or two. Well, um, oh, looks like uh, 21 votes for wait six months to get the console and just get the new games now. Nobody voted at launch. <laughs> so I'm going to wait my customary six months because I'm leaning toward that. Um, but you never know. I could just be walking in Best Buy and I see that Xbox Series X just sitting right there. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath for that. Let's be honest. With all the production issues and shipping issues and trade and, and getting it, getting stuff so, in because I'd wait on but. You know, either way, though, the fact that the fact that all the stuff is backwards compatible and just like they did when we went from 360 to, to series to 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 the uh, Xbox one, a lot of that stuff did translate up. So it's just going to be a matter of time. Oh, yeah. And if it's going to be Xbox, if any of them are going to be like on Game Pass at launch, seriously, I mean, w what do we need to debate? And a lot of times is, at least for me personally, once I like finish a game and I'm in that transition phase from like when I was going from 360 to um, X in Xbox One, um, I kind of just moved on to the new games. Yeah. So um, Watch Dogs, Valhalla, and Cyberpunk will probably be on my one for a while. And then when I get the Series X, just plug it in because I did remember reading somewhere um, that you can unplug and plug in your save data from the one to the x or from the one to the series x that so would that, that would make kinda... sense in this in terms of Xbox, okay how do we playstation i can give you a reason for that clock but i'll let scuba talk first fair 
um, that would make a lot of sense just in the se just in the fact that there is a lot of content and a lot of these games are going to be upscaling upscaling so and people have sunk in hours. I mean, look at what we saw in the last generation, The Witcher, for crying out loud. Um, this guy right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that 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 for me that is like the number one reason why I want to be able to transfer my save up, especially when the news dropped a few weeks ago that they are going to release a scaled up version of Witcher Three for Series X. It's like uh, it'd be kind of hard. I'd be. I mean, you sink a lot of hours in that. I mean, I a lot of hours in the Witcher Three. A lot of hours, very much. but. Um, the reason an Xbox and not a PlayStation is because of, uh, two things, um, Xbox Game Pass and two, um, what I just mentioned earlier, I can plug and play all the stuff I have saved on my external right into the Series X. No issues. Yeah, Game um, Pass is, Game Pass is legit. I think they just dropped Doom Eternal for Game Pass. My yeah. son's been playing that and just been having a blast doing that. Wait, it's on there? Yeah. I gotta download it right now. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you pull out your phone and use your Xbox Game Pass app and mm. queue up the download right now? Let's go ahead. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I will be getting the PS5, but I will be getting it when I know the release date for that God of War, God of War sequel. So, and Final Fantasy 16. That's fair. That is a totally fair thing. Alrighty. So, I think I have a couple of things here for us to talk about for. Uh, let's see what our first thing is. Ah, nope, that's a news story, so we'll turn that off. I'm ready for the news story. I got highlights. We'll, we'll get to that. But uh, before that, we're going to take a moment and we're going to... Um, Y'all remember that moderator game we had a few weeks ago? Well, someone was very kind and generous and sent one of our moderators a gift. And the gift arrived in the mail over the weekend and had her come over and uh check out her gift and we recorded it so it's an unboxing video this is actually pretty cool so i'm going to now play that for all of us to enjoy uh how we how, how nice it is when I, uh, the DD community as a whole especially in a lot of places can be very welcoming and gratifying and this is one of those things it's like we played a game there was things that happen and it's like well, here's something to make your game better for next time so let's check this out Is it what I think it is? I've got to watch this. Definitely watch this. Yes, we trust you with a knife. Assuming you hold it the right way. <laughs> <laughs>
If you're wanting to know, this is this is from Forged Dice Company. It's a foldable dice tray. They come in a variety of colors and patterns. You can check them out on Amazon right now. Amazon, and I'm going to drop an affiliate link for them in the chat. Uh, if you use this link to go to Amazon and purchase this and purchase anything else on Amazon, you can uh, support the studio in that way. So drop that right now. Because I want to. No, 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 it's just a dexterity check. You have advantage on it. <laughs> it's because I'm a dungeon master. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Look at that pattern. I mean... <laughs> First dice roll in the new dice tray. So yes, a big thank, big shout out, and a thank you, Jasfar, for sending that for Mayflower. She loved it, as you can tell from the video and her comments in chat. So uh, when we get another game with her, she will have she will not be throwing dice on the floor as they roll off the table. <laughs> so wanted to give a shout out and a love for that. So, but. Uh... <laughs> She'll make them bounce out. Who knows? I mean, I did give her the big, like, you know, 50 caliber die. Uh, no, she actually, um, we're actually thinking about reconstituting teens on parade. Uh, she has been, uh, talking, uh, with a few friends from the old group and we are working out some of the details to, uh, Possibly get that going again as a stream game because there aren't a lot of games for with uh, focusing on kids, uh, especially teenagers or whatever. You see a lot of stream games talk about adults, so this was a suggestion that was brought up, and uh, we're currently uh, in our pre-production conversations and discussions on that. So once we get some more of that finalized, we'll have, we'll have an update and possibly have a teens uh, D and D game and see what shenanigans they get into. Because trust me, there no there's no shortage of shenanigans with them. Shenanigans. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, I'm sorry I had to cancel the game on Sunday, Shadow. I, was, I really wasn't feeling very good. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking it'll be a lot of fun. They had a lot. They met every month for two years with me and it was great times a lot of camaraderie a lot of uh safe space because i've always been the clubhouse is a place to come and hang out if 
teens or friends are welcome family's welcome i mean it, it with everything that you could do out here especially kids how many different great places can they go and hang out and not be pressured or peer pressured or whatnot here and we're all we're doing is throwing dice i mean this ain't way back in the days like when we were when some of us were kids and the whole satanic panic now it's it's pretty kind of normal to sit here and talk dice and throw dice and you know i like it no the dice are chaos incarnate teens are just teens <laughs> so that's it for our state of game so to speak uh, as far as D&D uh, &D updates, I don't really have a whole lot. Uh, Twilight's Gleaming is uh, still moving. They're currently still working on some downtime activities. Um, trying to discover uh, this large shadow that's been hanging out. Uh -huh. Oh, Monster Hunter D&D. &D. Let's talk, Shadow. Let's talk. I don't mind doing a one, doing at least a one-shot for that. If you want somebody to DM it and you got some, uh, some peeps who want to who play. Glock, definitely. I uh, should go, if you have anything, go back to our older episodes up on YouTube. Uh, check our, our interview with Glock. He runs, he does a after-school club doing D&D, &D, and it's quite fascinating. Um, yeah. Uh, challenge accepted. Uh, we, they're about to get into some shenanigans. I did a rerun of their last one if you want to get caught up. Uh, the most recent episodes are still up here on Twitch. I'm still working on getting them out to YouTube. But, uh, yeah, that should be loads of fun. And I think we're definitely going to be uh, moving in a direction with uh, Twilight. And then, of course, you know, all the other, some of the other offline ones, like No Quarters, getting back into the swing of things. And I think we're going to try and do a game this Friday. And I believe uh, our Descent into Avernus crew is going to make another stab at starting that adventure this Sunday. So should have some more info on that uh, in the future. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about a conversation and a news story. Uh, yes. Discussion uh, topic. Scuba and Rye fire chats. Yep, here's our fire chat for this week. And we're going to talk about the whole thing we're in now with Zoom calls. There's an article that came out. Um, this was from NPR. Uh, the headline of the article is Time to Ditch Those Awful Zoom Calls, CEOs Say. This article talks about how when we first started the whole pandemic thing and everybody started working from home and we're hearing all this stuff about working from home, there's been a, this influx of Zoom calls. I mean, I, there are people here in this chat who know full well that we spend 40 some odd hours a week on zoom calls chatting about various things on the discord yeah, we use zoom for our class every thursday if you watch any of the games on DD beyond they're all zoom calls obviously of course with things going on and with not realm smith has moved back to a purely zoom call thing but outside of those even the general business community and general work community is doing a lot of video conferencing uh teachers definitely can't don't even want to even attempt to ignore the fact that teachers are conducting classes via zoom calls right now um but this article goes into details and talking about how there is they're six months into this so to speak and people are getting real and people are complaining about meeting fatigue talking about how they spend 30 minutes in a zoom call and all of a sudden they feel drained at the end of the day and how there's this lack of creative 
or spontaneous creative collaboration. Um, and it it's interesting to think about this because everything this was so cool and so awesome at the start, and now we're a few months into this. Now it's starting to now we're starting to get away from that new car smell on this. And but despite all of that, there's still conversations about how there's some of the things we're seeing like there's a change in etiquette obviously yeah. if you're used to going into a conference room to have a meeting there are certain etiquettes that you would follow doing a zoom call there's some of those etiquettes seem to be going a little bit to the wayside yeah people have admitted how they will just get up and step away while they're in the middle of a zoom call and then come back um people talking about you know the thing is like if we're in a if you're in a conference room and everybody's talking, it's not so distracting. But if you're on a Zoom call with a bunch of people and everybody starts talking, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, hold the phone. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this article does do a good deep dive on all the different aspects. And not only do, does it hit up on how, like, after that new car smell has waned off, it has been affected a variety of different industries that have been having to move their people home for the time being. Um, one of the things is that that etiquette things. There's just one thing I pulled out uh, from the article that was it says that quote some workers also admitted to exercising, taking a shower, watching TV, and cooking or preparing meals while while participating in virtual brainstorming meetings. End quote. So people are starting to um, merge in their work and home life together just because they're home pretty much most of the day now because of this and they're just forgetting that separation of work and home which was there before covid and now with a lot of companies changing to possibly moving a lot more of their workforce to home with the various articles we talk have been talking over the last few months um some of those companies are starting to think maybe we should try to curtail that back a little bit once you know it, we hit the safe zone and the vaccines out there maybe return some of the stuff back to normal well despite all this there are several major industries major companies that are still investing in office space yeah uh, there's a couple of sites in there's a couple of references in here how amazon it purchased the lord and taylor building on fifth avenue in new york yeah, yeah they did and they bought up uh, office space in bellevue washington state to have these spaces for collaborative uh, conversation. They're also citing that, big surprise, younger people tend to tend to ignore some of the social distancing guidelines to still be able to have a conversation with, co with co-workers about XYZ topic. And some people miss the being able to have just a spontaneous conversation with co-workers. Yeah, it is very hard to do it when you're working from home. So um, what some, you know, places have been trying to do, it's it's not particular in this article, but the article does emphasize is, is that they are, they try to emphasize those like, uh, it's not a meeting per se, but it's one of those like chill side chats, like an hour just breaking and talking with your colleagues to try to stem up that interaction again. But it also, many of the workers that are working from home, they like working from home, but they also miss that, that interaction. Um, one of the things to point out when you talk about leasing space, another major company, Facebook, is uh, leasing out office space at ornate New York landmark, the former James A. Farley Post Office building as well. So they're finding places to put people in spaces and doubling down on that office space per se. 
um, what this can actually do, which when I, when I was reading this article is like, is we'll actually create another new business. The one that, thing we talk about with this COVID is creating new businesses. And one thing that it made me think about was there is, I don't know if it's a national thing, but at least in this area, there's this thing called gather. I don't know if you've noticed this around the area, but they are um, filling up these empty spaces around the area in Hampton Roads in different cities, particularly the one that I know is in town center where it's a, a gathering space for companies so they can rent out space for their people to meet at on occasion. Yeah, that seems to be a common thing. I mean, we've seen that right now with like people who work from home or whatever, being able to rent office space to hold meetings in a little more professional capacity. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's definitely something interesting with that. But, and we've, and, but here's the thing though, as much as they talk about this and one of the quotes here, this is a great one, especially if you're follow investing, cause you know, we, we all, we all look for various people and when they speak, they speak. And one of them happens to be uh, Warren Buffett uh, from his, where's that quote? I, I think I know which quote you're looking at. Yeah, there's a quote from Warren Buffett in this. Um, I have it, but I... I... Oh, here it is. Uh, a lot of people have learned that they can work from home or there's other mo methods of conducting their business that they might thought from what they were doing a couple of years ago. Uh, Warren Buffett said at a Brookshire Hathaway annual meeting, "We cha when change happens in the world, you adjust to it. And a part of this, I think, is the second is the second swing of the the pendulum of new trends. The first one is, hey, this is great. Everybody says productivity's up. Everybody's able to do things. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I could do all these things. And now the pendulum is swinging the other way, and you're seeing the other side of it now. Oh yeah, and it's um, the like they said, once it started, there's like there's that high high glee new car smell, like you said. And now that you're in it, it's just like the monotony is, is starting to wear thin and people are missing that interaction they thought they would regret having before. So it's it's a catch-22. But once this all passes through, what it does do, it does factor into what Warren Buffett says. There's going to be change implemented. I know specifically where I work, that it, it's going to happen in some capacity with work from home and other stuff, depending on who they want coming back, who they can mostly work from home, how they're going to do the spacing. Because I see that the, the, the social distancing is going to factor into some kind of new rules within the office environment, not just healthcare industry where I work, but every industry that has some kind of office setting. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean, even the t even even uh, education side. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now teachers have it rough, as we're seeing in a couple of things in the chat here. They're basically just using a laptop. Where, and I've I've seen this from a parent's side when my kids are in Zoom and 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 the teachers are kind of having a hard time. Even a couple of my friends who work the technology side for the school system, it's like they're basically using a you know bulk purchase laptop, which we know doesn't have the greatest microphone they don't have the greatest cameras nope um and as as someone who just got into the streaming side of of doing a profession it's like you have to have good audio you have to have good video yes and most of that stuff isn't in a, a run-of-the-mill laptop so they're and they're not in rooms that are acoustically conducive to conducting a meeting they're inside the school building inside a classroom which you know Classrooms are great for instruction because the sound echoes for instruction. But if you're trying to have a 
use the, use the microphone and ha- have it come clear across, an echoey room does not help. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, and then there are certain uh, certain stages in um, uh, children's development, especially in school in certain grades, that is important to have that interaction too. So, yes, I mean, yes, totally. <laughs> yep, y- y- Lenovo Yaga- Yo- Yogas, Yagas, Yagas. That sounds like it's a cheap laptop. It's but. a bulk purchase laptop. Let's oh, be yeah. let's be real. This is we're talking. We have a finite budget. You do a bulk purchase. You're going to use a model that is bulk purchase with the with the intent that they were purchased was not the intent that they're being used for now. Mm-mm. If you were to look at what you needed for now, there's obviously there's shortages. All kinds of tech things we were seeing being shortages. So just kind of have to work through it which sucks but on the same token again we're seeing these changes yep uh my school my my kids both have go chromebooks i actually talked to a buddy of mine who in there it's like chromebooks make a lot of sense for schools especially because they're very cheap i mean they're like 170 200 bucks so if you break it just buy a new one <laughs> it sucks and they have it so locked down. I think my aunt messaged me the other day, was like, hey, how do you print from the Chromebook? I went and I took a look. I was like, short answer, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's the cliche. only way to add a printer to the Chromebook for the way that city has it locked down. To be No kidding. The only way you can add a printer is by going in and pointing it to the IP address. Now, average home user who's not a tech head is not going to know how to search the IP address on their home network for their no, printer. They aren't. They're going to go for an app. They're going to go for the SEPA thing. So knowing this, because again, a decade thing. in tech support, yeah. you know, when you talk to some, you know, when you assess something, it's like, okay, do they kind of have an idea what I could talk to if I could talk at a higher level or no, I got to keep breaking it down. If I had to keep breaking it down, the short answer is you don't. You access the document on your home computer, which does connect to a printer, and print it that way. Otherwise, you just don't. Or save it in your Dropbox and go to Office Max. That that's that's kind of what I'm referring to. Yeah. Because I mean, they you can access their school thing. They can access all the websites through the other computer. And the reason I opted to have both kids to get Chromebooks, even though I do have a computer in the house that they could both use. Yeah. Is because the Chrome the the school has it locked down for again. This is from being in IT. Anybody is who works in IT, anybody who works in uh, security and whatnot and having to deal with users and Active Directory and all those things, you lock down the permissions for a reason. Kids do stupid things on computers. Kids get, get, that's just the nature of kids. No offense, but... They just do. They just do. There are some adults who do stupid things on computers too. So there's a reason why Active Directory and user profiles and all those things make a lot of sense. And to be honest, it's like, hey, you're doing this for work use it for work because school is work <laughs> it's it's for the kids that's their job it's an argument i have with my son actually we just had a rehashing on that is like right now school is your job you don't do your assignments you're doing poorly your report card is your quarterly review any of us <laughs> i mean you just got to get through it people that's the reality of it <laughs> Yes, there are, there's definitely trade-off. Finke, you're, you're totally right on that. Um, so, but, and the thing is, we look at this article, and we're talking about this article, 
And we're talking about the fact that despite all of that, it, they're still showing that in some of the uh, workplace consultant corn ferry found in a survey that few as in just about 14% of employees are looking to have return to the office as a mandatory will be a mandatory thing. Yeah. Um, we saw the thing that Microsoft was going to pretty much allow most of their their 150,000 employees to work from home per permanently, provided their job is not mission critical to be inside an office. Yeah, so it's a it's a cash 22. So you're going to have a downside with with any kind of change, regardless if it's COVID affected or not. Um, so it's just going to it's just going to be a blending of the two. Once I hate to passes. say, but here's the reality of the situation. It's going to, if we continue doing this stuff as far as online, this school thing, it's going to take at least a generation for things to kind of work through and become a stable. And oh, yeah. we might see, uh, might see improvement on that. But then again, with most uh, things, it's like being able to, it does, it, I can see the argument for Zoom calls being draining after a while. And I could see, you know, sometimes with that, like I've, call out and put out a zoom link just to have a virtual hangout virtual cubicles so to speak because there are people who cannot interact with anybody due to various reasons yeah. whether they're i mean compromised and they're stuck at home they are in a position where they can't have people come in they can't have interaction with people or they just generally live alone and with everybody not being around they're they're lonely. I mean, it's human nature to socialize and be social people. Oh, yeah. Like recently, we used Zoom uh, for all the family and the cousins in San Francisco to do a quick, like, happy birthday shout out to uh, a great grandmother. And you know what the worst, you know what the funny thing is? Video calling technology has been around for a couple of years now. It's been around for a while. It, it has. And it's one of those things. It's it, it, up until this, it kind of felt like a cool gimmick, and be like, "Hey, well, we can do this. We can have a video call. Let's have a video call instead of a voice call." What do we opt to do nine times out of ten? Have the voice call. Now that we have all of this stuff and we're away from each other because you know we can't be around for various reasons, video calling is now becoming just the norm. I, I prefer having a video call. I mean, my mother lives in Wisconsin right now. She's, and every so often we do a call via Discord. And it, instead of being virtual, we are being just audio. It's like, well, just pop the video and just hang out and chit chat. It feels more natural now just to video call. Oh, yeah, exactly. There's a good one. Video calls for baby showers and all those things. Alrighty, so fireside chat done now we can move on to odds and ends oddies and indies people yes odds and ends so i'm gonna shut that off all right odds and ends so each week rye scours the internet yes i do and finds various articles that he sends me in a in a in a message group that we have and every week I go through them and I try to find some that are just kind of cool and odd or interesting or have a theme. Um, as always, he sends me way more articles than I can possibly string together for That's a cohesive a thought. That way it helps you pick and choose. It is. Some of the stuff that didn't make it this week is uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Somebody went in and coded a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X as 60-story skyscrapers in-game, in which was kind of cool yeah it was kind of funny when i saw that 
Um, there was a talk about uh, Netflix having a really great 2020, but not really sure if they're going to have a good 2021 because of all the streaming services that are out there. Yeah. Uh, Netflix wanting to be put out six animated films a year, which is definitely ambitious. More power to them. But we got a couple of articles this week that really kind of kind of struck it i felt like it'd be great and they fit with some of the other things we've talked about today i call this the feel good odds and ends because this is two articles that make these are two really great feel goods let's let's go with our first really cool feel good because you know what it's fall and for those of us in america it's football season yes it is and dog season as well let's talk about this last sunday during the Tennessee Titans and Texans uh, game, um, they decided to do something really cool. The Tex- the Titans partnered with uh, Mars Pet Care for their annual Better Cities for Pets adoption uh, drive. This is a way. This is a means to adopt uh, animals from various shelters or whatnot and give them homes. What happened during the game is they had 200 seats out of the stadium where they put these giant cutouts of animals that are available for adoption. Um, and you could, and you could go to the, their website. It's called, it's www.bettercitiesforpets.com to learn more information and, and check it out. And with uh, this partnership, what they did is the, is Mars pet care covered the adoption fees of these for these animals up to a hundred thousand dollars worth of adoption fees to kind of help bring pets into the home what one of the things they've noticed and this is again unexpected because of the covid stuff is there has been an increase in the number of adoptions of animals from shelters because people want companionship and sometimes some of the best companionship you can get is via a pet studies and statistics have shown if you have a a pet that you take care of you're a little more your your cognitive is better your connection is to people is better and you you feel uh happier and as i said how you feel dictates how how you feel emotionally and will help how you feel physically and mentally because sometimes a lot of things that like um dementia at at Alzheimer's and various cognitive issues come from not being stimulated. One of your best stimulations is to have a pet. I have a cat that drives me absolutely crazy sometimes. You've seen pictures of her on my Instagram. (laughs) I've had dogs, and I know people who have dogs, and they're great companions. Um, But this was really cool because you could do the adoptions and whatnot, and even though the game was a game and the game had fun and but here's an interesting use of the stadium space to promote a really cool cause all right do you have anything you need to contribute um, on that because i know you're the football person i'm just liking this because you know we get to cats and dogs in the same space without fighting dogs i have two dogs myself and this is such a great way and use of not only helping out the community helping out you know support animal shelters but um also um finding ways to be intuitive during the games because right now not only football but baseball and all the other different sports that you can't have huge crowds what can you do to fill in the space not only you know you do your advertisement for your team or for other things this is a unique way to be like hey let's promote 
uh, dogs. So put them near the end zone or near uh, the 50 yard line. And if you catch up on one of these dogs, hey, go to that link. Look it up. I want me a Yorkshire Terrier, gold, a Golden Retriever, a Lab, whatever. And it's really cool. And it really just shows that it gives you that feel good. Like, you know what? It does, uh, you know, show a way that, you know, sports community and people can all come together in one. How sports can bring all the people into one, even in a dire time like we're having right now. So. I posted the link here in the chat. BetterCitiesForPets.com if you want to go check it out for more information. Wolf, I would wolf. definitely say that's a good thing, especially because, I mean, here's another side effect of, uh, I guess you could say side effect, is... We're spending more time at home, so now we have better position to take care of pets. It's always been something I was leery of uh, recently is because if I'm not home to take care of an animal, am I doing a disservice to the animal? And also, this is near and dear kind of to me, is my parents, my stepmother and my father, they work with the North Carolina Pug Rescue, and which is an organization that deals with uh, rescuing and adopt and dealing with uh, pug pugs which are cool little little dogs okay. i mean i love me a pug jokes aside they're cool little dogs and they do they've have spent years working with this organization and have had several pugs and and whatnot so this is kind of a cool thing meet for me personally to help promote this type of uh activity and as our second story corgis are cool especially because of cowboy bebop but you know that's we digress I, yes <laughs> Here's one that Mayflower, this one, I thought about you when I picked this article out. I'll go and share it to the crowd. Alrighty. So, what we have here is this uh, wonderful young lady out of Texas had won the 3M Young Scientist Grant uh, Prize, which was a $25,000 prize. Um, her experiment had to do, her invention was using an in silico methodology to discover a lead molecule that could selectively bind to the spike protein of the SARS COVID cov 2 virus i.e. COVID-19 the COVID COVID-19 virus um she came about this uh, uh working toward uh, studying the influenza pandemic of the of 1918 and then real coming into this whole environment of uh the pandemic she shifted her project focus and came up with came up with this and therefore one she's um it's a it's a it's a it's another great feel-good thing especially kids doing science because that's always been a cool thing for me yeah, this is um, this is such a wonderful story, and it combines not only, you know, kids, um, young adults, kids, young adults, um, using their talents and their wits, and they look at a situation. They start with one one thing, and they morph it into something other, and something that is will be effective, efficient, and actually be applicable to the ongoing fight against COVID. Um, just to just to pull out a few quotes that she said um one of them is a quote after spending so much time researching uh, about pandemics viruses and drug discoveries it was crazy to think that i was actually living through something like this and when you're actually living through a certain situation it can spark in uh, you know creativity ingen uh, just ingenuity ingenuity oh, thank you <laughs> A night time does that to my brain um and it just it sparks it's like wait i have all this material let's shift it here and then use the same technology to actually fight something that is pertinent 
So not only does it reward, you know, uh, creativity, thinking, and science, but it also will, it pushes you to keep doing more. Because she says her next goal is, quote, is to work alongside scientists and researchers who are fighting to control morbid morbidity and mortality of the pandemic by developing her findings into an actual cure. Yes, this is really cool. And I, I think she's definitely probably one of the youngest one youngest uh, people to win this. I yeah. believe she's uh, 14. Yeah, 14 years old from Frisco, Texas. And won this $25,000 prize for her invention. So, yeah, it's uh, Bright Minds. Bright, bright young minds, minds and really positive vibes. Yes. Uh, if you're unsure of what the methodology that we're talking about, in silico was actually coined in 1987, and it refers to uh, bio conducting biological experiments purely with inside a computer simulation, instead of spending hours and hours in space in a la in, in a medical lab to develop these things. You can do this whole this whole bit through. So. For us being tech heads and geeks and all these things and thinking about Jurassic Park and the whole gene sequencing and all of that, here is another cool facet of how technology has kind of helped uh, make things better. Because now you can run a computer simulation and, say, and save on space, but still process. Um, there have been several other things. I remember like there's a bit where you like the SETI app where you could down where you could uh, add your processing power to the SETI installation to train to to deconstruct uh, signals heard from space. Um, there was stuff in the, using uh, game engine technology to render for uh, films and TV productions and, and whatnot. This is just another cool thing on that. So wanted to close this out today and kind of talk about these really kind of cool feel good and inspiring things because we all could use that from time to time let's be real inspired to think and create because it can lead to stuff like this people hydrate oh yes i will hydrate yay it's empty now hmm gotta get more drinks then uh, right near the end. Which but is... we are near the end. Oh my gosh, it's been another Tuesday night hanging out with us. Surprise. Good thing we didn't scare. Because this is kind of scary. Right here, this face. Nah. <laughs> nah. So, good show. Good show, people. Good show, great show. A lot of people hanging out. Uh, you guys are awesome and amazing. Uh, what were... Uh, the can kind of hang out for a few minutes so we can uh shuffle off to see what else is going on so what's going on out there in the internet sphere people there's a lot of cool stuff in here a lot of conversation about our stuff today it's oh, yeah. it is really uh, awesome between the dogs and the schools and the tech uh thank you everyone for hanging out with us yeah, we thank you it's fun to talk about all the random stuff it is. Um, it's 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 great, and we do a lot of fun. Shout out to everyone in the chat for hanging out with us. Shout out to the moderators, Chad, Mayflower, Shadow. You guys are awesome and amazing. Thank you for uh, helping kind of keep this train on the rails or off the rails, depending on how you want to call it. <laughs> I'm glad we could be a highlight for your day, Jinxie. That makes me feel good. Actually, I just like hanging out with all of you people and so this is a good good way to do that but uh that's good to hear highlight of your day oh yeah it's always great always good to hang out because you know we get a chance to talk about so many different things and the rest of the week is going to be D, D stuff yep uh 
training the rest of the weekend. Looking forward to watching a couple, a couple other films. Um, since it's Halloween themed for next week, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna try to do two again because one of the films, uh, you hear me, uh, well, Scuba's been hearing me talk off screen is this new Bill Murray movie I've been looking forward to. And sure enough, I'll be able to try to get access to it this weekend. So hopefully I can watch that. But, uh, that remake of the film Witches is going to drop on HBO Max this weekend. Mm -hmm. So that will be the one in prime time for my review. And On the Rocks, the Bill Murray movie, will be the hopefully secondary. <laughs> what kind of cool stuff could we do for Halloween? Halloween's next week. We got to do a Halloween-themed thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Can't really do the whole costume dress-up. So maybe we, do, maybe we can just focus our show on all Halloween-themed activities. Halloween-themed odds and ends. Halloween-themed uh, fireside chat. Maybe some some Halloween themed games. Okay, and I can uh, keep that keep the variety in there with the Halloween stuff. So when I'm skimming, yeah, I mean maybe we could do a, a a top five Halloween movies or something. You read my mind. I was thinking that right now. I can put a list of that <laughs> top uh, five uh, on Halloween because I know you, we, Chad? Did, we Do you have did. any Do you have any suggestions for Halloween themed activities we could talk about for next week's show? I know we did last year. We did a hollow, uh, you know, scary moments in video games. Yes, we did. We did talk about the my my, my moment in Resident Evil Two, oh. which I'll bring it up again because I know there's new people in the chat. So we'll save that for uh, for uh, you know what's been happening. Uh, there's a suggestion for our Halloween for Halloween Nightmare film discussion. Um, Classic. That's on Disney Plus, right? It probably is. It's considering. I mean, what what's does a house a mouse not own? Okay, it's probably a shorter you know, list. While we're here, still chilling. I'm gonna check. <laughs> Where's my Disney Plus app? There it is. But yeah, we'll probably do a couple of things uh, via social medias or the Discord. Uh, which, if you are not part of our Discord, we do have a studio Discord. Uh, it's a way you can talk with the casts for the various streams, as well as uh, check up and have conversations, uh, continue conversations, talking about the, uh, the podcast and whatnot. Um, Would you look at that, people? It is on Disney+. Plus. Score. They have a whole Halloween playlist. My favorite is a classic Donald Duck cartoon, Trick or Treat. It's like my favorite. All right. Trick or Treat. I might, or treat. I might check, you know, Trick just to watch it. I won't Halloween. write a review for it, but I can give my two cents. Save it for a Halloween special review. No, no, we're not going to do anything scary. We're just going to have fun because it's Halloween. And come on, it's Halloween. Oh, I can bring up a famous photo of my dress up that day. Oh, ha on Halloween. Is that is that the Jackie Kennedy or the, the Maid Marian? The other one. The picture is on Facebook, so I can bring it up for the chat. You can bring it up for the for them during the show next week. The famous Maid Marian. Oh God! So many stories. So many stories. Oh, I actually missed that one because I just came. I came on after that. Top rise scary costumes. I don't have scary costumes, but no, but he has a wide variety. He definitely he definitely pulls out some stuff. The thing we're talking about is uh, kind of a preview on that is um, the company we used to both work for way back when when things were still fun um, would do <laughs> these Halloween cost competitions, and one of them was a department 
theme. Yes. And of course, tech support being one of the largest departments. Um, did uh, Pirates one year, and then the following year they did Robin Hood, Men in Tights, or just Robin Hood. So one of the manager, one of one of the lead supervisors, did the whole Friar Tuck thing. Actually, did the did the bit on the head. Uh, a couple, one guy dressed up as Blinken from Men in Tights. There's a couple other things, and of course, Rye guy here dressed up as Maid Marian. <laughs> yeah, I dressed up as Maid Marian. I was the delightful queen. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I've seen the pictures. It was wild. The pictures stay in rotation on the interwebs. Of so. course. Um, we did do candies. Um, the one of the. That was last year. Last year we did do a we do we did pull an article for top Halloween candies. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. But um, I think they want us to do our own top ten Halloween candies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be easy. We can do that. That'll be quick. We should do maybe because we didn't do films last year. Top five Halloween no, films. We didn't. We did games. We could we do Halloween themed films. Where's my notepad? I got my notepad. Yeah, get that notepad. Okay, top five Halloween. Uh, hollow, if I can spell, films. Our top ten candies. Oh uh, yeah, let's do top ten. You do five, I'll do five. Uh, okay. I'll keep okay. it simple. Five and five. Candies. Okay, I don't have any scary costumes, but we will bring up the famous photo for y'all. So yeah, we'll get copies and weekend. put it up here. If you come, you'll get to see me all lovely and queening out. So. Drag, if you want to know what I mean. Yeah, well, you know, cosplay is... <laughs> Halloween is the is the original cosplay event. Yeah. We just think of Comic-Con as something else. <laughs> Except... <laughs> oh. Just wait and see. <laughs> Halloween-themed stuff. I got top five films, our top ten, maybe Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, oh wait, there was a thing. Nightmare. There was a thing I got an email about not too long ago. Where was that? <laughs> oh yeah, on the uh, DMs Guild. If you're not familiar with it, DMs Guild is a um, is a repository of information for Dungeon Masters uh, game stuff. They are running a promo right now. And they have a a Halloween theme a Halloween themed sale for various modules. So and Evil Glock makes a good point there. What's that? Is is a night uh, is a Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween or a Christmas movie? I see that. I see that question, and I raise you another one: Is Die Hard an action film or a holiday film? <laughs> that has been a raging debate forever. Touche there, Scuba. Touche there, Scuba. You're going to have to... You're rattling some people's hearts right now. You're going to see chairs flying soon. Flip <laughs> Did you see that Die Hard ad? There's a Die Hard ad, which is hinting maybe the return of uh, John McClane. Oh, God, no. No, he did. It, it was for the ba uh, Die Hard battery, but he reprised his role, including the limo driver. Mm. And that people are thinking maybe that's a subtle hint because there was talk of another Die Hard movie a few years back, so. And uh, just some uh, tidbits I just read here that Fast and Furious is going to end with movie 11. Just reported. Mm -hmm. Just popping out random questions, random things. I'm just surfing the net right now. 
<laughs> Saladin coming out of the ether. Oh, Saladin, he does exist? He does exist. But why? Why and what? <laughs> it didn't end? No, Fast and Furious has not ended. Because Fast 9 was supposed to come out this year, but it got pushed because of COVID to next year. So. Is there any truth to the rumor that Black Widow is going to come to Disney Plus premiere? Well, they pushed it to May 7th. 2021. Well, there's a couple of buzz, a couple of the various uh, third party, fifth party uh, sites that were talking about how Black Widow is going to come to Disney Plus uh, premium video. Well, they're moving uh, Souls coming on Christmas Day, but you don't have that premiere access. So I think it, with Disney shifting to streaming, if they do bring their, their bigger movies, they're probably just going to drop it in there and not worry about that premiere tag because uh, that kind of backfired on them. You saw an ad for it on Disney Plus? Okay. How about the news? Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> yeah. He was just talking about that. It's just, I, I'm kind of over Fast and Furious. I, I'm kind of just over it. John, um, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save that for an odd and end. And I'm just going to let you look at the screen so you'll see. Save that for next week. Maybe talk about an odd and in. Probably found one. Right now, I'm not going to say it. Keep the mystery yeah, for the chat. We'll save, that. we'll save that for odds and ends next week. Oh, I just found a fun odds and ends, people. Just wait and see. It's not Hollywood themed, but it will be in the It is Hollywood themed. It's just not Halloween themed. Halloween themed. I don't know. See, night, the night's getting to me. <laughs> but just wait. I'm not even going to hint at it. Just wait, people. Just well, know you're going to react the same way Scuba just did when we talk about this article. The first Fast and Furious is good. For me, my favorite is the fifth one. Because the fifth one is that big shift in the story. Um, I can watch that I can watch that multiple times. Um, but I think with that, we will uh, we'll go over this again. Thank you, everyone on the community. Thank, Thank you. you for everyone Thank who's you. hung out with us. Uh, catches us on our various uh, social media and other platforms. Got the little rolling uh, thing right there for where to find us on the various social media platforms. Also, I uh, got my Twitter handle, and then there's Rise. Uh, do you want to follow us? Uh, check out our Discord. Check out our various other things. Uh, thank you for the support of the show. It does take resources to do this stuff, and every every bit of support that we get from you continues to make uh, these shows better and improve. And a shout out to the moderators, a shout out to Sirenscape for the background music and soundboards. Uh, quick plug for Stream Beats. That was the wonderful sounds you heard at the beginning of the stream. And you're going about to hear as we transition out, which I'll go ahead and flip over now. So y'all have a wonderful evening, a wonderful week. We will hopefully see you Saturday morning for Twilight's Gleaming. Um, stay safe. Uh, just do all the things. Holiday season's coming. It's going to be probably one of the hardest times. It typically is because of the, the world we live in and just in general for circumstances. But we're here. Hopefully you'll be here too. Stay safe. Connect with your loved ones. Connect with your friends and families. And we will see you on our next stream. Good night, everybody. Peace.